What's up, guys? Welcome to the 1% Club. If you guys want access to all my MMA plays, join the Discord by clicking the link below. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the 1% Club podcast. We are back again. The fights keep on rolling. Uh, small profit in the Discord this past week. We had a couple fights. Uh, listen, if there's one thing that I have learned about this whole betting thing is one of the favorites always loses. Always, always, always. It, I, I don't know. I would be interested to get the, the fact on when the last time every favorite on the card won. I would be interested to see that. Uh, one favorite on the card always loses. And like, it doesn't, I'm not, I don't mean like a, like a slight dog. I mean like a, like a minus 200 or above always loses at some point. And, uh, one of my jobs is I always got to find out who that is. It's hard to get though. So, uh, small profit. We had a couple bad lucks. You have that, you have the info? Um, no, I don't have it okay. right now. No worries. No worries. I don't know if I want to know that cause it's gonna piss me off probably. So, uh, first off, let's just talk about, I, we posted this last week and I didn't think that it would get the, the pop that it's gotten, but the Sean O'Malley, Pedro Munoz, eye poke thing has just gone like, it's gone viral pretty much. And I, I personally didn't think it was that big of like a, a controversy, but apparently like this is really pissing a lot of people off. And, uh, I, I talked about the corneal abrasion. I stand by that. Uh, I, I'm on both sides of this on both sides of this fence because I do think that the, the eye poke was legit. I do think the eye poke was, was legit. Uh, everything that Pedro was saying is things that have happened to me in the past. I'm telling you, Podge, I've had probably, if I, when I say a corner abrasion, I've had them in practice and in fights, I'm guessing seven to 10 times. Like, it's a common thing for me for whatever. I think it's because I don't, you know, like when somebody punches, I don't blink, but it's happened to me a lot. And I'm here to tell you guys, it is, it is a pain that I would not wish on my worst enemy. I had my dog, uh, I had my dog scratch me one time and it was the first time it ever happened and I didn't know what to do. Now, as soon as it happens, I just go straight to the eye doctor. Hey, give me the bandage and it's done. 20 minutes later, we're good. But I didn't know. I sat in a, a dark room all weekend and like it was, I was in excruciating pain all weekend and it's, it's terrible. Anyway, uh, this week, so let's, let's talk about the, I think the big controversy is I always like to stir shit. So the big, the big controversy this week is we're going back to judging again. You know, the, the judging is the is the big deal here. And we're, the fight we're referencing is Jamie Malarkey, Michael Johnson. I I don't think this is a robbery. And I think the people at home need to understand the difference between a close fight and a robbery. Because if, you, if you're saying this fight is a robbery, it's hard for me to take you serious because this fight was very close and it could have went either way. And I'll be honest, I wouldn't be upset at any uh, any decision either way. I personally scored rounds one and rounds three for Michael Johnson. Uh, round one was a little dicey just because Johnson landed the the first uh, shot and then Malarkey landed the last shot. And if you cancel those, uh, I'm sorry, the drop when they dropped each other, if you cancel those out, I had Johnson winning the rest of that round, right? So if it's like, hey, that knockdown doesn't matter. Hey, that knockdown doesn't matter. I had Michael Johnson winning that round. The problem is, is I think where people, I think where the judges are, where they may not see is the recency bias of Malarkey was the last one to to get that knockdown. So, and I don't know how the fight was scored as far as uh, what rounds. I thought round two was pretty clear. 
for malarkey. And then round three, I thought I thought MJ did some good work. He you know he he pulled some vet stuff together, put some volume out, and uh, was landing some clean shots. So I scored it one and three for malarkey. I'm sorry for Michael Johnson, but it was a close fight. You know, it was a, it was a close fight. And uh, the the interesting thing is the media scorecards, sixteen of twenty scored it for Michael Johnson. Sixteen of twenty, which it begs me to ask this question: Is there a problem with our with our judging? Like. I I can see I can see where uh Michael Johnson won this fight. I scored it for Michael Johnson. Uh I don't dude, I don't know. Is it is it a lack of education on the judges' parts? Like it's just difficult for me to take some of these judges serious, man, because and I'm not listen, I, I, this isn't the fight to reference because this was a really close fight. But goddamn, man, they're getting some wrong lately. Here's a question I have. How do judges get hired by the commission? Yeah, that's a great that's a great question. I mean, the the way judges are getting hired. I mean, I got I got to think that we're talking about state government, right? Like, for example, you're a good friend of mine. If I start a new business, you're probably going to be if like, especially if we're talking about editing. You're I mean, even if it's not editing related, like, hey man, you need a job, I got you, bro. You know, like it's. I don't think there's any prequels to 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 get these jobs. They're they're I genuinely don't. You know, and and even if they do, like, what are the prequels? Prequalifications? What I mean, like. You judge boxing. This isn't boxing. This is a different sport. This is not. It's completely different. It's completely different. Uh, somebody referenced this. Even Michael Johnson refer, referenced this. Have you heard of the the verdict scoring system? No. So they do like a, a point scoring system, and and instead of instead of and PFL kind of does this too, where it's like a it's basically a computer doing putting stats together and formulating it so it's not like a nine it's like a 9.8 versus a 9.2 does that make sense i'm with that and the problem with that is 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 i've seen this on pfl where it doesn't factor in control right like controlling the ring controlling the space aggression it doesn't factor those things in so i do think we're never going to be we're never going to be in a scenario where it should or we shouldn't be in a scenario where it's all computer controlled Right. Like because that doesn't it just doesn't you have no you have no feel you have no there's no uh, you can't measure momentum. You can't measure aggressiveness because aggressiveness like your willingness to try to finish the fight. That's a real thing. You can't measure control with these point systems. So but I got to think, man, if we were if we had some type of like statistical analysis of like, hey, there's there's two judges or three judges and then we had a computer judge that broke the tie maybe. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I know we're missing some of these fights. I'm not saying the Malarkey Johnson fight is it, but I'm saying we're missing some stuff here. I don't know what the answer is. I, I personally, if once again, I think this is going to take an entire restructure, right? Which we've talked about this many times. It's hard. It's hard because you have to get 50 different commissions involved, right? Now, if you got California and Nevada, a lot of them probably fall in line, but it's it's not easy because you have you, like each commission is state regulated, right? It's not the UFC doesn't rule all. The UFC is a third party coming in, and there's different rules like different like the the three point rule is like the one that stands out to me. It's different in every state. Like this is this is three points. Sometimes sometimes it has to be flat. Sometimes you can't. You know what I mean? The weight bearing. Like there's a lot of little in, uh, intricacies that matter there. So, uh, it's hard. It's going to be hard to change. However, if we're not going to change it. Okay, cool. 
Give me open scoring so I know if I'm winning or losing. And I get, I don't, I'll be honest with you, I don't like open scoring because it's, it kind of ruins the surprise, I guess, a little bit. But like, if you're not going to get the judging right, like, at least tell me if I'm winning or losing. I think we should move to five judges rather than three. And the biggest one, it's like, it's like the, the easiest and toughest at the same time is I think fights should be scored as a whole not round per round. I have argued with Laura about this till I'm blue in the face. She's saying, and they just had a big meeting over this. The Nevada State Athletic Commission just had a huge meeting over this, over how they are scoring. And they are putting such an emphasis on damage. That's what they're telling everybody, is damage is number one. There's three criteria, right? It's like damage, duration, and control, pretty much. But I can give you, literally, after they had that meeting on a Thursday, the next card, they score. Uh, it was Demopolis versus Jenny Frey, and if you watch that fight, the damage for sure went to Jenny Frey. The control went to Demopolis. Demopolis ended up winning a split decision, which I'm fine with. I, the, I don't necessarily think it was a bad call, but you and and why? If you're gonna have these meetings talking about or we're valuing. Like, why don't you tell the people that are fighting? They didn't tell anybody. I just knew through the grapevine. They don't tell anybody about this. And then I can tell you people all the time that the judges value control. It's, it's control. Control supersedes damage almost all the time. Like, they're telling me in this meeting, if I drop you and then you take me down and don't do shit for four and a half minutes, I won the round. That's not how it works. It's just not how it works. How do you give so? How do you give the round to someone who's been dominated four and a half minutes? That's what I'm saying, and that's what I argue with Laura about. She said, "Well, the round should go to the person with the more damage." I'm saying, whatever you can have your opinion, but that's not how it's being scored. Like, and, and there's a cutoff, right? Okay, so for example, if I drop you with 30 seconds left, and then you dominate, you dominate the rest. Do do I win that round because I dropped you, or you had four and a half minutes control time? Who wins that round? In your opinion, just give me your opinion. The control. 100%. Okay. Four minutes. The control. Three and a half minutes. The control. Three. That's, you see where I'm going with this? At some point... There's, there's a... You know, I'm thinking about it a bit harder. But if I ask judge number one, okay, if I do that same thing, well, he may say four and a half minutes. And then the next person may say two minutes. You don't... It, you don't know. You know what I mean? It's so all over the place. You don't know. And that's the problem is we don't know what this person is thinking. It's gone as bad as in my gym, I try to look for who's judging that night and I try to see what they're like. I have other people working on this, like who's judging that night and what are they looking for? That's a real thing that I'm looking at as a coach right now. I wonder if it's remained consistent for judges. No, it's not. For a judge, like the actual say person. Oh, himself. I don't think so. Because they have these conversations and don't tell everybody. Stayed consistent in the sense where, you know, one judge has always... All, every, no, I don't think so. you go out with favors control. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so because they have these meetings. They don't tell anybody about it. And then they, they, you know, one week it's damage. The next week it's control. It's just never consistent. It's never... Like, I don't care what the rules are. If you want to value control, value control. It's fine. Do you value damage? I don't care. Just tell me which one it is. Keep it the same and let's roll. You know what I mean? And that's this, it's not happening like that. And it's frustrating as shit. Uh, Especially if, you know, you're talking about someone whose paycheck is being halved because of a crappy judging decision. 100%. And then, well, listen, the Malarkey Johnson fight isn't the one to reference because it was a close fight. Could have went either way. I personally scored it for Johnson. If you said, hey, Malarkey won, which he did, I wouldn't, I'm not upset at the decision at all. Like, it, I, you're not, like, I'm not 
bickering about it or anything like that. Uh, but there are plenty of examples where just like, dude, what are you guys even looking at, man? It, you know, in that meeting, I was told this in that meeting that my fight with Giles, they brought that up as one of the worst uh, scored rounds in the entire UFC history. I lost the first round against Trevin Giles. I had his back for four minutes. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, there was a further controversy. Involved. For sure. For sure. But it's, anyway, it's, it's, I it, mean, if I was judging that fight, I would have given the round to you if you got dominated for four minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see where you're going with this, but it's, it's, uh, it, I, I don't know. Something's got to change, man. It's just, it's, 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 uh, it's becoming quite ridiculous. And it's just like, we're, we're out here fighting and we don't know, we don't know what we're fighting for. We don't want to. We don't know what we're fighting for. I don't want to keep on this, but I, like, just show me, show me some attempt to make improvement on this. You know, any any attempt at all to make improvement on this would be nice. Uh, how about uh, Rafael Fazeev? Good lord, he looked really good, man. Passed the test with flying colors. I thought RDA was gonna give him some wrestling problems. Uh, man, I and I said this. You go back watch the clip. I said the cardio thing is not gonna be a factor. Was not a factor at all. Was not a factor. I Green he won every round too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I thought so too. I thought so too. With maybe the exception of one close one, maybe. And if you're, you know, it's it, maybe, maybe not. I don't. He looked great. He for sure. You know, if you if that fight goes to decision, he for, for sure wins. Yeah, for sure. And our play last week was Fazeev money line to win two units, and then we hedged with RDA by decision, which was a safe play. Obviously, watching the fight play out, <clears throat> very safe play. Uh, and then, so you basically, I think we walked away with a, was it like a unit or a unit and a half on that one? Yeah. Unit on that one. So it was, it was, uh, we hedged it, got a, got a, a good unit out of that one. So, but Fazeev passed the test, called out Justin Gaethje after, which I think is an excellent fight for him. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of fights in that division. RDA was seven. So I got to think that Fazeev's, I got to think he's going to be seven, uh, Fazeev was 10, so I got to think maybe they trade spots or somewhere similar to that. I like I looked through the list. Uh, Chandler's name came up. They're teammates, though. They're not going to fight, you know. Uh, they're like, is uh, Dariush, I, I think he's got, he's got some, I, I think he's higher in there, you know, with his, with the deal with Islam. Uh, you know, I know Islam's probably, he's fighting for the title next or whatever, but I got to think that Dariush is going to get a good fight next. And maybe it is Dariush. I don't, you know, I don't know. But man, I'm all here for Gaethje Fazeev. I'm signing me up. And it seemed like Dustin was kind of lobbying for that fight too. I'm here for that. I'm here for Dustin and Fazeev. Sign me up for any of those combinations of those three guys. That's going to be just a, a, a awesome striking clinic. I'm with that. There I'm isn't a that. boring fight in... No, there actually isn't a boring fight in lightweight at all. Like, I'm just looking at it here. Um, it's Charles, Dustin, Justin, Islam, Michael, then Benil. Fer Ferguson six. Ferguson's number nine right now. Nine, yeah. The only issue is, is that they all want to fight Conor McGregor. Well, yeah, I don't blame him. I mean, Conor's the payday, right? I mean, but dude, well, let's talk about that. Who's the next for Who's next for Conor? What fight What fight do you make for Conor? Because there's one that just stands out to me. It's just blatant. He could fight Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz is the only play, in my opinion. That's the well. I mean, listen, Conor is just not the same as he used to be, and I don't blame him. It is so difficult to get up and and be a blue collar worker when you have a billion dollars in the bank. <laughs> you know, I don't blame the dude. And, and here's another quick. Can he do 55 again? I don't think so. 
I would say he's huge, so. bro. He's huge. Hey, I would say so. He's huge right now. Have you seen him? He's massive. I would be interested to, to see what he weighs right now. I'm guessing 90. But he's lean, man. He's super lean right now. To me, Connor, Nate is the only, if I'm the UFC, this is the only way to play this is Connor and Nate. Nate is on the last fight of his contract. And I got to think that he's going to cause some drama with that. There's a, there's a reason. I'm sure they offered, uh, I'm sure they offered an extension to, to re-sign him. My guess is he declined because he's going to test the free agent, the free agency. Nate's on his last fight of his contract and he is a legitimate superstar, right? So like if, if Connor is a superstar, Nate is a superstar. I love, I love, I mean, who else, who else is trying to fight him? Who else is trying to fight Connor? All the guys, right? I love all those guys, but they just don't sell like Nate Diaz does. If I'm the UFC, I'm using Nate Diaz one more time, maybe more, I don't know, but I'm using him for sure one more time to get that Nate Connor trilogy and I'm I'm getting paid. I'm getting paid. And it's I'll be honest with you, it's a great fight for Connor too. You know, if and that's the best possible chance for him to fight somebody in the top to keep him winning. You know, cuz he needs dude, he needs a win. He's got to win. He needs a win. You know, he's not going to if he goes below to stay in the top 15 like he's going to be fighting Dan Hooker, Jalen Turner. Yeah, so like if you that that will never happen. That will never happen. So there's two trains of thought. You can go to the title route, which I just don't think they're going to do anymore. Or you can go like the BMF belt route, right? Which he's not going to fight for that. But like you put the superstardom, Masvidal, uh, Diaz, those guys, right? Diaz is the guy to me. Maybe Tony. I, I don't see it. I, just, I don't, Tony doesn't sell. Tony doesn't sell. They need, they want two, when Connor fights, they want another legitimate superstar to fight him. That's why they put Cowboy with him. I just don't see them putting I don't see them putting Tony against Connor. I don't see that. I don't see that happening. I could be crazy. Uh, I know Chandler's trying to fight him really bad, but I just don't think Chandler sells. Nate Diaz is the only fight for for Connor McGregor in my opinion right now. Maybe Masvidal, but I dude, I, I if I'm the UFC, I'm doing everything I can to get to get Connor a, the best possible chance to win, to keep that train going. Uh, and that's, to me, that's Nate Diaz. That's what I would, that's the play I would do. Yeah. got And, and Nate's got one fighter left on his contract. That's the, a major kind of factor. I think he's going to leave. I think he's going to leave. I think he's going to go after the Jake Paul fight. I wonder what Nate makes per fight in the UFC. I don't know who his management is. But I got to think he's making, I mean, he, he's got to be getting percentages and stuff like that. I'm sure he's in the millions. He's a superstar. He's making millions. But, I mean. Because, I know, he did tweet out that he wanted to fight on the Hawaiian card for Bellator and stuff like that. And I know. Of course. I know Mike, That's Hogan, always a Mike Hogan used to represent him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, back yeah. in the day. That's always a money. If he goes to Bellator or PFL, I mean, the, the, I think they're paying Anthony Pettis like, was it 600 or 900K or something? It's six and some change. Yeah, I mean they're paying really well. Like go get, get go get that money, guys. I'm with it. You know what I mean? I'm with it. If you're not gonna go and win a title in the UFC, you know, for me, you yeah. just need to go search for money. 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 Yeah, and do your thing, guys. Like I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Uh, and bare knuckles paying good. Like I don't think that's the play for him. I think PFL or Bellator they have more money and they would pay more. But and they 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 can uh, they can, and he's a legit star. He is a legit superstar. So. Anyway, uh, David Onama. Onama. 
David. I don't know who gave him the silent assassin. That's the, he. He's not silent at all. I don't know who said that. Yeah, he talks a mess all the time. There ain't nothing silent about that boy. Um, but I tell you what, the kid can fight. And props to Garrett Armfield. So just so everybody knows, these two fought as amateurs on my show a long time ago. A long time ago. And uh, Garrett was 6-0. and David was 10-0. and They fought. David won a decision. Really good fight. It's on YouTube if you guys want to watch it. I know Garrett. Garrett is from Springfield, Missouri, which is about three hours from here. And I've, I've been watching this kid since he was an amateur, like even before that fight. I know him really well. And uh, he's always been a talented kid. I'm super happy for him. Uh, and he's gotten so much better. He's out with Sanford now, Henry Hoof at Sanford, which is a – I respect Henry as a coach. He's uh, one of my highest – highly respected coaches out in the game. And uh, that gym is obviously pumping out hundreds of guys. So he's going to do really well. He's a 35-er. Um, I think he's going to drop down after this and do really well. But David, David, I thought David looked really well. I thought he looked really good. He's tough. He hits hard. And he's just getting better every every single fight out. I think there were some uh, adjustments he made between the first and second round, which I was really happy with. And he showed that he can wrestle and grapple too, which I think everybody thought he was a striker. But his his grappling is good too. You know, he's 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 a he's a talented kid, super freak athlete, strong. That's the that's another thing that uh, he's gotten a lot bigger lately, and that. He was, if you look at their first fight, he was kind of small. And in the last, you know, I don't know, it's called five years, he's put on some real muscle. You know, he's gotten a legit strength conditioning program now. He's really strong. He's getting stronger. And uh, he's turned into a decent size 45er. He's got a 74 inch reach at, at, at uh, 145. That's insane, man. That's a lot. So he's, he's a problem. The kid, the kid is really good. And he's tough, tough as nails crazy to watch him fight on Saturday and he was in doing hard rounds this morning too yeah he trained he trained today like you would train five months out from a fight trained today sparred rolled hard he's trying to win he wants to win you know and that's that's why he's a super competitive kid he's got a chip on his shoulder I love coaching this kid he's he's a talented kid he's gonna go a long way is there a potential matchup that because uh, I know I presume he wants to get back in there soon enough is there a potential matchup yeah from from my end I, you know it's it's so hard to it's so hard to say, but I know I know David was interested in the Austin Lingo fight. That Austin, I, I guess he got hurt a couple weeks before. I'm not sure, which is kind of a – it was kind of a, a bad timing. We didn't find out until that fight was off. We didn't find out until about 12 hours supposed to, before he was supposed to get on the plane. So David, on Tuesday, when you're supposed to leave for the UFC, didn't have a fight. And so he they told him he wasn't fighting. He was getting moved on the card. So he goes and starts eating. He got up to like 165. And we get a fight Tuesday night, and so his weight cut was not easy. It was not easy. We went into, you know, we were on Wednesday. We were, I think he woke up at 164 on Wednesday. Yeah, it wasn't, it was not, and if you look at him, he doesn't have a lot of fat on him. He's a lean kid. So uh, I thought he looked incredible. He's getting better every single time, though. Uh, I was happy with the performance, obviously. Huge favorite, but, man, it is it is what it is. You know, got to finish in the UFC. That's all you can ever ask for. Ricky Simone versus Jack Shore. Ricky Simone may be the most profitable fighter that I've ever... He's he's just super consistent. Always in shape. Super durable. Uh, good grappler. Good wrestler. Good striker. Has power. He's got it all, right? Like, he's a very well-rounded. Jack Shore is... I don't want to say he's the most profitable, but I've, I've won some money on him, but he's always a massive favorite. Do you know... What's the line on this? I got to think Shore's a slight favorite. Uh, yeah, minus 163, and Ricky is plus 143. I, this is a really interesting fight. And uh, Shore, for the first time, looked human against uh, Timur, Timur Valiev. 
he looked human. And he had, you know, he had some, I don't want to say he had trouble, but he got put in some tough spots in that, you know, that fight. I think he got hurt standing, I think, or he hurt him, one of the two. But he was getting wrestled a little bit too. You know, he, he looked human for the first time. But, man, both these kids are super strong grapplers. They're, they're very good everywhere. They're both super consistent. Uh, the one factor that sticks out to me is the range. Ricky is short. And uh, his his length is not as long as Jack's. But both these guys primarily are grapplers. So I don't know how much of a factor it's going gonna, it's gonna to play in. If I'm on Shore's team, I would try to utilize that reach advantage as much as I, I possibly could. But Ricky is great at closing distance safely as well. So it's a really intriguing matchup. I think it's – I uh, the line is probably uh, – I would, I would put it down a little bit more. I would have probably put it at like 125, 135 on shore, slight favorite. But it, it, I'm sure, the, I'm sure the money will come in on shore because everybody's super high on this kid. And Ricky's been around, you know, he's lost, so he doesn't have that that flair about him. But make no mistake, Ricky Simone is no joke, and uh, he's gonna bring pressure. He's gonna bring problems to to the Jack Shore uh, front door. So it, I, it's to me, this is this will be a fight. The winner of this fight will get. Shot through the rankings pretty uh, pretty heavily, in my opinion. Jack has won five on the bounce. He's five UFC wins. Yeah, five and zero. Oh. He's tough, man. The kid's good. The kid's really good. I think Ricky's only lost once, right? He lost to Uriah. He got overhand right to Uriah, which Uriah is. And this was, you know, this was probably four or five years ago. Dropped to Rob Font as well. Yeah, and Rob Font, which I mean, good lord, Font's, you know, Font is extremely good in that weight class as well. So, no. Uh, I don't think there's any qualms on that one. Ricky's fought the Ricky. I will say this: Ricky's fought better level of competition, and which is always big for me, strength of schedule. But that Valiev win for sure showed, I think, showed everybody that he belongs in that that uh, the elites of that division. Puna versus uh, Dolce. I'm not gonna even chop it up. Dolce is a hammer. Is an absolute hammer early. Hammer early, and uh, I, I, you know, I, I think Puna's gonna win this fight. What's the line on this? Minus two seventy, Puna. Da. I mean, if you want to play this safely, you go Dolce first round KO because out of the first round, I don't see him doing anything. You know, Puna, we act like Puna's got a weak chin. He's super durable. But, I mean, if you want to play this safely, Puna's going to win this fight. And if he doesn't, he's going to get – in my opinion, we talk about path to victory, right? Like, this is no shot on Puna. I think Puna's going to win this fight easily. But the path to victory for Dolce is a round one knockout. And that's – honestly, I don't know if I see him winning any other way other than that. Like, after he gets out of the first round – he he tends to gas. So if he starts slow, I think he's gonna it's gonna be like a slow bleed where Puna will just pick at him and, and grapple him and or or you know, just take the energy out of him. But if he starts fast, I think that's the only shot. But if he doesn't get it, he's gonna fade quick and I'm sure Puna will finish him. This fight does there's no way this fight goes the distance. I think Puna can get him out of there in the first round. I think Puna can get him out of there. It depends on how Dolce starts. If he starts like if he starts crazy, he's the, if he starts fast, the fight will end in the first round, in my opinion, or early in the second. Um, Dustin Jacoby and Da Ong Jung. Dustin Jacoby versus Da Ong Jung. Listen, I've been big on Jung for a long time. I think he's great. Jacoby is my boy. I'm riding with Jacoby for sure, but this is by far his toughest test to date, and I can't stress that enough. Uh, Jacoby has the glory kickboxing background. Extremely good striker. Hits hard, uh, durable, good cardio. He obviously trains out of... Uh, Colorado so he's always in shape he's got a great jab super underrated jab but Jung has an uh, an amazing jab as well 
And he is going to mix the wrestling in. He is going to mix the wrestling in. And that would be Jacoby's, I don't want to say it's his Achilles heel, but if you're going to, if the clearest cut path the way, path to victory to beat Dustin Jacoby is by wrestling him. That doesn't mean you're going to get it done. But once again, we talk about path to victory. The easiest way for Jung to win this fight is to wrestle, in my opinion. Because I think if he, I think if he stands with Jacoby, the fight is going to be pretty competitive. I, and I would lean Jacoby actually in that. But if he wrestles, and he can get Jacoby down. It could be, you know, problems. Now, Jacoby's not an easy guy to take down. But once again, we talk about path to victory. Um, uh, Jung's path to victory would be to wrestle. Misha Tate versus Lauren Murphy. This one's tough for me. What's the over under? Minus three fifty. Yeah, minus three for juice to the gills. Uh, I got to think this fight goes the distance. I don't, I don't know how this fight finishes. I can't even envision a scenario where this fight gets finished. It's really difficult. Three rounds, right? really difficult for me to see how this fight gets finished both these girls are super durable both of them can grapple well both of them uh are pretty defensively sound and really neither one of them are big punchers either you know so uh i guess if i had to pick a way if you're saying that the fight did not go the distance maybe misha by sub but even that seems like a stretch you know uh what's the actual line on the fight uh, misha's minus 180 and lauren is plus, really plus 155 I think they're kind of disrespecting Lauren a little bit. I wonder, dude, I'll tell you where there's some value at. Tell me what the line is on Lauren Murphy by decision. Of no props yet. No props yet. I'm guessing it's probably not much, but 215 plus 215. If you want to play this fight, you go Misha straight up, hedge with Lauren Lauren by decision. That I mean, that's a clear-cut hedge to me. Like that, I, dude, I might, that, there's some value there. On, on Lauren by decision. There is definitely some value there. Uh, yeah, that's a tough one for me. That's a really tough one for me. I, I think that line's a little off. I, I do like Misha. I think she's incredible, but I, I think this fight's a lot closer than what Vegas is saying. Gary Rodriguez versus Brian Ortega. <laughs> this is so, this one's so difficult for me. Uh, I thought, so the, I saw, you showed me this earlier, the over-under set it at even money to pick them. Uh, yep. I don't see how this fight goes the distance. I just I, I I know both of them are super durable, but Ortega is a little hittable, and if this fight hits the ground, he's subbing Yair fast. Like he's gonna cut through. If if he gets on top control of Yair, he's gonna cut through this dude. I don't see how this fight goes the distance. I I just I struggle with it. I really struggle with it. And I know Ortega is not a big grappler. He doesn't shoot a lot. You know, he like he's going off of his opponent. So maybe maybe that's what Vegas is seeing, but. Even in the Volkanovski, like Volkanovski wasn't shooting on him, but they're still grappling exchanges. And if there is, he finds that neck so fast. And we're talking about Volkanovski, who in my opinion is, dude, he might be one of the most underrated guys. And I, that's saying something. That like I think Volkanovski is still to this day underrated. I, I think he is. And his grappling is definitely underrated. He's got really good grappling. But... I, Yair's shown his number one weaknesses is grappling. If this fight hits the ground, I just can't imagine a step. Even if he's on top, I can't imagine a scenario where Ortega doesn't sub him or sweep him. Or you know what I mean? Like I just don't see it. I don't. I'm having a hard time visualizing how this fight goes to the distance. I could be way off on this one, right? Because both these guys are really durable, and maybe Ortega doesn't want to shoot. But I don't. If if he if they stay standing, I don't know how Yair doesn't like Yair was hurting Max Holloway. We're talking about one of the more durable guys in the division. Maybe the most durable guy in that division. Maybe one of the most durable guys on the roster. So I just have a really hard time visualizing how these guys fight for 25 minutes and don't finish each other 
at some point. Fun stat. Brian Ortega's lost twice in the UFC. Once to Volk, once to Max. And that was Max at the height of his powers. Lost to uh, Volkanovski recently and had him in trouble. Deep trouble. He was the closest to beating Volkanovski. The closest by far to beating Volkanovski. Well, maybe with the Max Holloway decision. The closest to finishing Volkanovski for sure. And it's not even close. And Yair probably put the best fight up with Max. You know, man, I... I to me, I gotta if 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 you're if you're giving me if you're saying James, give me a play. First off, the the initial play is just from the value. I think this is off. I think uh fight does not go the distance is one, but I would be interested to see the the play on Ortega inside the distance as well. If if that's at a pick 'em, I gotta think that Ortega inside the distance plus one fifty. Plus one fifty plus money, that's gonna be hard to turn down. That's gonna be hard to turn down. How many times has Yair been finished in the UFC? In the UFC, it was the doctor stoppage when Frankie. Frankie, yeah, once. But Frankie is not Brian Ortega. But if you look back, now this seems like a long time ago. Well, it was 2017. Frankie was on song that night. This is Frankie. Oh, Frankie mopped the floor with him. Like that was, he just took him down and elbowed the face. Easy work. Now, Frankie wrestles better than Ortega, but he's not near as dangerous as Ortega. I don't know, man. This is a. This is a tough one, but I got to think there might be a little value on on uh, Ortega inside the distance. At, um, even his money line at minus 150, I think that's grossly off. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think he has way. I think he has. I think he has more ways to win this fight than Yair does. You know, I could see him. I could see him catching a soul, but just needs to get if if it goes to the ground at all. At all. <clears throat> well, dude, like you're fighting for 25 minutes. You mean to tell me this fight's never going to hit the ground? I, even if Yair throws a kick and he trips. You know, it's just hard for to fight somebody for 25 minutes and the fight never hit the ground. There almost has to be an agreement. You know what I mean? Like there has to be an agreement that I don't know, man. I just I see that I think this is Ortega. I think Ortega's the A side here. I think he has more ways to win this fight. I I have a hard time seeing how this fight goes the distance. I could be I could look stupid at the end of this, but I I think. If it does go the distance, I think you're going to see these guys hurt each other a couple of different times, get close a couple of different times. Because, you know, yeah, you're super scrambly. He may, he may cause some drama on the ground a little bit. But if this fight hits the ground, I got to think Ortega is going to cut through him. And if this fight stays standing, I got to think that Yair is going to find big shots. Do you think if this fight hits the ground that Yair is not going to get submitted? I think Yair will be submitted fairly quickly if it yeah. goes to the ground. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's a tough one, man. This one, th these guys are, th I, I tend to stay away from these fights because both these guys are super, super dangerous, like super dangerous. And their, their ability to finish fights are, is like that. You know, it's, it's hard. Uh, it's hard to, 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 and even, pff, I wonder what Ortega by submission is. I mean, that's probably, that's a prop. It's probably not up yet, but. Um, there's props for the main event. Ortega by submission is plus 300. Ortega by submission is plus 300? If he finishes, it's going to be by sub. I don't understand the line on this. When I look at this fight, Brian Ortega winning by submission is how I envision this finish. Yeah. I don't, oh, is he going to TKO him? I don't see it. Unless there's a, and this is the thing. This is, I got, I, we talked about this on the, on the show last week. I got to start counting in because I said, there's no way that he stops Max. And then he got that cut. And I was like, oh, no, I forgot. I didn't think about that. Like, I knew he wasn't going to knock him out. But the cut, 
you got to think about the cut. That worried me. And we've seen Yair stop from a cut already. Or it was like a, it, was it a cut or was it like a swollen? Like a yeah. You got to factor that in. Um, but I don't, I mean, Ortega, my sub at plus 300, there's value there. I mean, even if, listen, even if you went, okay, if you went Yair straight up and then Ortega by sub, I, yeah, I got to look at that a little bit more. I got to look at that a little bit more. Yeah, great fight. Great main event. Great fight. Uh, I'm, I'm extremely excited for it as well. Yep. Uh, another week in the profit. Wasn't wasn't much, but man, I, I got to tell you guys, anytime that you can get through these fights, and we and we're you know we were one fight off. You know what I mean? We're, we're like one or two fights off from having a you know five, six, seven unit week. You know, so anytime that you can end the week in the profit, regardless of how big or small it is, I think that's you got to take that and 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 run with it. So uh, I really like this card this this coming week. I think there's some some good value on it. If you guys aren't in the group, I think you're missing out, man. We have a, a ton of value. I know we've been we've lately we've been hitting on uh, LFA quite a bit as well, uh, and I think I think there's another card. I think there's another card this week. Yep. And uh, man, if you guys aren't in the group, I think you're you're missing out. So it's uh in just the community alone. We've talked about this before. Not even like people are sharing plays in there. People are talking. They're working through the you know the the stuff, and we release a lot of this content in there before you know before it gets out. So. Just so I think just being in the in the community alone, there's there's a ton of value there. So if you guys aren't in it, uh, the link will be in the uh, description or in the bio, depending on where this is coming from. Join in, have fun, guys. Let's get uh let's get another week of money. Let's go.